We got a very special announcement this week, guys. Thanks to all of your tweets and uh, and screaming at Tate Frazier online. We finally are getting our own podcast feed. The Masked Man Show feed. Thank you, Stephen Dave. Human rap air horn. Uh, wow. What a feeling. Pause the podcast right now. Go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Search the Masked Man Show and subscribe to it. We're going to be both on there and on Channel 33 for a little while, but but pretty soon it's going to be just the Masked Man Show feed, so um, you know you want it. Go and subscribe right now. Today's episode of the Masked Man Show is brought to you by our college basketball podcast, Teed Up. As March Madness quickly approaches, make sure to catch Mark Titus and Tate Frazier on the Ringer University podcast. You can subscribe to Ringer University by going to iTunes.com slash The Ringer or wherever you get podcasts. Mark Titus, giant wrestling fan. So if that if you need any more reason to listen to our college basketball podcast, that's all that's all you need. Welcome to the Mask Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker here with two special guests. Special one, Dave Schilling. I don't not, feel like I'm so special, special anymore. I feel like I'm I'm a, a, an institution on this podcast now. But the man sitting to your right, it's very special, Steve Kazee. Finally, Kazee has come back to the podcast. I got the chills. That was the most electrifying <laughs> entrance I've ever seen in person. Uh. Yeah, I totally agree. When I walked in and saw him today, I kind of had that that shiver went up my spine. It's been a while. Oh man. yeah, no, I'm just I feel the electricity in the air. Ooh, ooh. I'm tingling, <laughs> baby. <Ooh. laughs> um, so this was a big week for wrestling for a lot of reasons, but I think the most important thing that happened this week was that the world finally now understands what a dusty finish is. <laughs> it was the most incredible thing that that Oscars Best Picture snafu. I immediately thought about professional wrestling. There was no moment where I wasn't like, oh, is this a work? I knew immediately that this was like the biggest like Montreal Screwjob-esque disaster in history. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I, think the, I think the one thing that I think the, the world at large won't maybe won't recognize for a, a, you know, a while is that everybody being totally like confused and outraged by this is an, is a net positive in the long run. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to, it's not going to be because there's a lot of people that are complaining like moonlight didn't get the shine they deserved or like, you know, all these people from La La Land got made to look like idiots or they look, you know, whatever. But like at the end of the day, a year from now, we're going to look back and just be like, you know, this is really probably a net positive for both films yeah, for no the doubt. Oscars in general, even though they're talking about firing all you know, what this, Dude who is tweeting photos backstage. Man, that guy's that guy's an angel. Somebody's right. head is gonna roll for sure. That guy's probably gonna lose his job or be demoted. But you're right. Like it's gonna it's gonna definitely up the profile of they're both gonna get heat from this. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, is I, I, I think about what we look for when we watch professional wrestling, which is to be surprised. And when things go the way you expect them to go, it's almost sort of like, well, why did I waste my money and my time on that? This is finally a moment. In Oscar history, where something didn't go right uh, in the most important category that there is. Oh, so great. In the main event. And the, exactly. It was like, what, 86 uh, Great American Bash, where the uh, the uh, State Athletic Commission had to stop the match because Lex Luger <laughs> was bleeding too much. Yeah. And then people just lost their minds, <laughs> were f- so furious at this finish. This is what we got. And, you know, maybe business will pick up for the Oscars next year. I want Jim Ross to just, like, overdub a call. 
on the end of the show. So somebody must have done that right now. <laughs> it's got to be right? right. Well, I did. I did see a tweet. I think of somebody said, "By God, that's uh, that's Barry Jenkins music," <laughs> which is I thought was pretty good. Just have him come up to the Stone Cold <laughs> theme song. Totally. Oh, wow. What if they had just done the WCW thing where they were like during when it was all just confusing on stage? If they had just been like, "Sorry, guys, you're gonna have to turn in the, turn in the Nitro tomorrow to find out what happens." There's, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. This is not a Ladies joke. Gentlemen, we have to see. Shout out to Tony Schiavone. No doubt. Because it was the greatest moment in professional wrestling slash motion pictures of all time. It's pretty good. Yeah, the greatest moment ever. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> this is the Ringer's Food Week. It's called Last Meal on Earth. And we had this giant, like, best fast food in the world, in the country countdown. And have gotten all this slack because people disagree. That's why you make lists so that people will disagree. But I like I had Bojangles like biscuit sandwiches were like all I cared about and they, I don't think they made the list. I just like I stopped paying attention after. I'm that. just thinking about and fuming over uh, Bill and House's take on In and Out. Just repugnant, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim's in my ear telling me that Bojangles tweeted fake news at the list. I fully <laughs> back up Bojangles on this. Oh man! Uh, speaking of Twitter, we got we got some Twitter questions finally. Twitter, finally Twitter acknowledges the existence of the show. I mean, people are just beating down my door trying to talk to me about <laughs> tell, professional say, wrestling. Tell them your Twitter account. I mean, I, just in case, in case people want to tweet you, because we know that you're the one who actually checks this mission. <laughs> yeah. I'm constantly on Twitter. I'm at Dave underscore Schilling. If you have a question for the Mass Man podcast, either for me, for Shoemaker, for Steve, for Hollywood, Dan St. Germain, tweet at me for right now, and uh, I will pass that along, and maybe you'll get your tweet read on the show. Who knows? So our first uh, tweet for this week is from uh, Rawalter33, at Rawalter33. Uh, he asked, do you think WWE will sign the Hardys? The Hardys, of course, are now unemployed. They chose to end negotiations with TNA uh, or Impact Wrestling or Anthem or Jeff Jarrett's personal uh, toy, whatever you want to call it. So now they're free agents. Well, but they're not... They're, they're, I mean, they're, what, what, are you talk, what you were talking about before, Steve. They've, well, it seems to me that they're popping up around like Ring of Honor a lot. I know Jeff Hardy did a video, uh, and then Vanguard got super kicked by the Young Bucks uh, recently. It's a big, it's a big, Van, big Vanguard month for won. drones. Yeah, Vanguard <laughs> 1 took it really hard. It is a big month for drones. Um, I mean, look, it, 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 it seems insane that when you have people chanting delete at basically every WWE live event, that Vince McMahon, being the money hound that he is, would understand that this is the right direction to go at this time. And it's been long enough for everybody to have their cool down from the bad breakups that they've had throughout the years. Open up the arms, bring those guys back. I mean, I think, you know, you could get into an interesting situation where you have, you know, the Hardys, now that the Wyatt family is seems to be maybe on its way to dissolution. You have like the Hardys coming in at a time when Sanity's sort of starting to build strength in NXT. So you can finally get back. You can get to that like weird Hardys decay kind of thing that was happening. Um, like a supernatural version of the gang wars from the Attitude Era. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, baby, I'm in on that. Totally. <laughs> like like a weird, like weird take on like Warriors, <laughs> the film, you know. Uh, but it makes it to me, it makes total sense. I think you have to bring those guys in. Well, let me ask this question really quickly. They're, they're, not the, they're not the only exactly. guys. Exactly. Yeah. Who else? Is, do you have the lists handy? Mike Bennett mm -hmm. and Maria oh, yeah. didn't resign. Uh, Jade. 
is gone. Yeah, there were there were a bunch of people who were, seemed to be not re-signing with TNA oh, Drew right Galloway. now. Drew Galloway. These are these are big names for TNA. So and all people who well go ahead. I don't know. Okay, so I have a theory. What if all of these people are not signing? Not because TNA and Impact Wrestling and Anthem are looking to clean house because God knows their talent cupboard is fairly bare. Even you know the week before all of these uh, axes came down. What if all these people are being covertly signed by WWE in some way to run an invasion angle? What if there's an invasion angle being planned? Ooh, that like, we, hand, like handshake deals? Yeah, it's like, oh, if you guys just like cut off negotiations with Anthem, we will sign you, we'll send you to NXT, or we'll do some sort of thing where we have like a fake indie promotion or like a Ring of Honor type promotion that we buy. And then we run yeah. that show on the network. I'm glad we, you mentioned this uh, because I was, how do I say this? Hypothetically, I was going over something like this in my head recently. Um, yeah. I mean, if you look, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist and you, everyone knows I encourage you to be a conspiracy theorist on about everything in life. WWE just announced there's going to be a Kevin Owens documentary that they're putting out this summer. Uh, and where's most of his uh, yeah, best content? Gonna need some footage. They're yeah. gonna need to, yeah. And and Ring of Honor has been kind of sporadically on the block over the past couple of years. Now there was you know Sinclair was determined to not sell it for a while, but I think that it's you know they, that I don't think that's a hundred. That's I think they've come off that uh, in recent past. So hypothetically, if you were go- I don't I don't know what the Ring of Honor name necessarily means to WWE. But if they wanted to, you know, have some more programming on the WWE network with an established brand name. uh, And this isn't outside the realm of reality because we know WWE was in talks to buy TNA, to buy Impact Wrestling before Anthem was able to wrest it from Dixie and from Billy Corgan. Why not? Why not just start buying everybody? Well, I mean, it's not like it's not in the DNA of the McMahon family <laughs> right. to, to sort of like eliminate competition. I mean, the, my, my only curiosity is, you know, when WCW got bought out, when ECW got bought out, they were in, in a lot of ways more mainstream names at that point. Like we were way beyond the days of ECW being like super indie wrestling. Yeah. Right. It had started to sort of make a name for itself. Same WCW clearly with the Monday Night Wars. But Ring of Honor, I'm not sure how much pull that has outside. Like, I think if you ask a casual wrestling fan who the Young Bucks are, they're not going to know. A casual wrestling fan. They might know Generation Me better than the Young Bucks. Maybe. Yeah. You know, but it, it, I just think that they don't have a lot of, like, uh, breadth of information as far as, like, you know, New Japan or Ring of Honor or PWG. Like, you know, they watch they watch Raw and they watch SmackDown and they probably watch, you know, the Saturday morning, what is it, the main event? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they probably, like, those casual fans are not going to be, like, frothing well, for all these things. So then my, my question is, what's the incentive for WWE to, now casual to do fans, something like that? Casual fans might not know. And I think that you're right. I think that if, you know, the, the leading lights of Ring of Honor invaded at WrestleMania, that would be just really confusing to a whole lot of people. Completely. I mean, I guess you could. You're, I mean, you would necessarily have to include like Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe, and maybe even Sami Zayn in the storyline, whatever, just to do it. But you know, the other thing to think about is, is as long as we're entertaining this hypothetical to its you know furthest degree, Chris Hero just made his big return on in yeah. NXT. 
maybe it, I mean, does it just make more sense that Ring of Honor would be invading NXT as opposed to the main roster? Oh, you could do like a you could do like a, a sub developmental like invasion angle where yeah. like NXT and Ring of Honor are like going at it. Yeah, for like developmental uh, indie indie cred. Yeah, uh, it, it's all about signing contracts, signing the biggest free agents in wrestling <laughs> to contracts. See, I think that's that's the thing because really, it's not about Raw and SmackDown. It's not about the USA Network programming uh, because, as Steve said those uh, names aren't really names to the mainstream wrestling fan that watches Raw and SmackDown. But they are names to the target audience for the network. And the target audience for the network is people who are really obsessive wrestling fans who would spend time watching an old Starcade or an old War Games. Or, or Holy Foley. <laughs> well, let's, let's, <laughs> let's be fair. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a bridge too far for most of us. But who are going to watch old ECW and old World Class and the stuff that yeah. really gets the wrestling fan going. So why wouldn't they be excited and say, I'm going to pluck, uh, throw down my 999 because now I can watch the Hardy Boys or I can watch Drew Galloway or whoever it is well, the, that is an, an indie person. The, the, I mean, this is also crazy. The, 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 the thing that's most confusing, I think, is just that the WWE has done such an admirable job of pulling talent from other federations over the past um you know, over the past couple of years that like it, the, the, it's really blurry. Now, if the frame of reference for this hypothetical invasion angle is the WCW invasion, then obviously logic doesn't need to hold attach itself to anything. I mean, it's we had Austin and angle like who were the I mean, Shane McMahon was uh, whatever. Stephanie McMahon owned ECW. Yeah, that's all you need to say about the invasion. <laughs> but, angle. The, but if that's the. I mean, it, so like, let's just pretend that never happened. If the, you know, th- there's so many guys who are entrenched now. I mean, if there was something that happened in NXT, like is Bobby Roode really more? I mean, he wasn't a, a Ring of Honor guy, but is he a WWE guy? Is he an NXT guy? You know, there's like the the the. Um, it seems like he has more in common with some of these people who would be the invaders than uh, he would have d- than the differences he would have with them. I think you have a couple of weird things happening right now, which is great for the business, but also can possibly be long-term troubling for the business. You've got so many different brands. You've got Raw, SmackDown, Cruiserweights, NXT, the the sort of English championships that they're now sort of, those guys are getting more pull. You've got you know, the, these talks about like TNA breaking down a lot of those guys jumping over and maybe Ring of Honor and this all colliding together. You don't have any place to put all these people. Sir, the, the WrestleMania roster, and we'll, we're, we're going to talk about Fastlane at the end of the show, but we're, we're obviously well on the road to WrestleMania. The roster is already like bursting at its seams. We were talking before the show started trying to see how many, I mean, how we could cram all the wrestlers that we know have to be on the card into the card. It feels right? like the pre-show, you're going to have like at least two, maybe three title matches in the pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> like... It, yeah, when it, we're with with so many with Raw. Well, Rollins is probably going to be there, but with Finn Balor still out, with these guys still, you know, a lot of people still hurt. There's a lot. There are people who are not even around right now. So imagine if they were at full capacity on the roster. Like, how are you going to start shoving all these pay per views in? I don't know. I mean, I would I would personally love to see the Hardys come back. Uh, whatever form that takes, I'm not sure at this point, but I don't know how making them the face of ring of honor and then like making that a new brand in some way does anything good for anybody. Yeah. More programming on the network. That's where, that's where their, that's what it all is. That's where their biggest growth opportunity is in every territory in the country in every single country in the world. The more people that pay nine 99, 
uh, a month for the network, the better the company is. I wonder what their international sales numbers are. I, I would I would like to know, like, because I feel like they probably make so much more money overseas. They don't. Make, the I, I haven't seen the numbers in a while, but for I mean, the, my my recollection is they weren't making as much as like the outsized expectations at the start would have had you believe. I mean, it's right. it's just. I think getting on, getting, getting going in all these other markets is more difficult than than we thought. Finding finding carriers or whatever. Yeah. So then um, maybe maybe it is like you were saying. If you put all the wrestling content out there on one format, then then you have no choice. Like if you want to watch PWG matches or you want to watch Ring of Honor. WWE just goes in and buys them out, buys all the content. Yeah, I mean that's and so now that's where you have to go for it. You you can't. There's no uh, analogous service for any other art form. There's no service where you can get all the music right. because you got your title, you Spotify, Apple Music. With movies and television, you have Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Video. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing 57 other streaming services uh, that are out there. But for professional wrestling. There's only WWE Network. Yeah. It's true. I and, wish they would. Nobody just... has the money to compete. Exactly. Except yeah. for yeah. Japan, so maybe, maybe buying your own. I mean, making your own competition is is a great move. It would just be really fun though if they could if they would just start if they would actually have make their own competition. It could never happen to such a degree. Although NXT, I guess, is running in somewhat in something can, resembling isolation. Um, yeah. Just have a network show. Like, why don't we just get the great bookers from like years past? Like, can we find Jim Hurd and just let him run, or like a just a made up wrestling promotion on the <laughs> network for six months? Like, where, who's not? Vince Russo needs to be unleashed on millennials. <laughs> yeah, that would be so great. Oh, All right, listen, we got to get we got to move on to things that are actually happening and not just our <laughs> hypothetical conversations. But um, I think. It, we're recording this on, on Wednesday. Uh, the thing that's freshest in all of our minds, I think, and maybe it would be the same if, you know, if we recorded later in the week, is the wacky promo at the end of SmackDown. Um, I'm shaking my head because I still don't know what it meant. Randy Orton burnt down <laughs> the Wyatt compound. Uh, honestly, I would have thought that Bray would have upgraded now that he's the champion anyway. <laughs> um, like a nice Boca Raton beachfront condo of some sort um but uh a pre and earlier in the show aj styles defeated luke harper to become the number one contender to bray wyatt's title yes in a match that seemed completely set up for a schmozzy non-finish uh, which would have which would have made the main event promo make more sense uh, I'm sorry, Shillen, can you just explain to me what who what we think the main event the SmackDown main event at WrestleMania is gonna be and who we're supposed to be rooting for? Okay, briefly, I wanna say I think this is great that there is a question. Um, but it is completely convoluted and, and nonsensical. So AJ Styles defeated uh Luke Harper, almost called him Bryce Harper, Luke Harper in that number one contenders match, even though there was a false finish where Luke Harper's foot was under or on top of the bottom rope. So Shane McMahon comes out. Shane McMahon says, whoa, 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 AJ Styles, you can't win that way. His foot was on the rope. Restart the match. And then after two minutes, AJ, St- AJ Styles wins clean again. Uh, so I don't know what the false finish was for. Anyway, we move on. Well, I, thought, I mean, if, if if you know the rumors we've discussed have been are, are, are true, then maybe that was the first step in a AJ Styles Shane McMahon 
feud that because Shane was the one that came out and restarted the match. But there was no there was no beef. Like AJ no. shouldn't be that upset that he restarted it. One because it was true that uh-huh. Luke's foot was on the rope, and two he won the match. Yeah. So then later on, it seems like it's all settled. AJ uh, is interviewed backstage and says he's going to go out and uh, confront Bray Wyatt when Bray Wyatt does his invocation, whatever that is supposed to mean. It was really just him cutting a weird promo. So we get to the, the, the main event segment and Bray Wyatt starts talking about his brother, Randy Orton and Orton appears on the Titan Tron and he's in the compound and we keep cutting to a floorboard exposed floorboard. That was full my of maggots. biggest problem with the whole, it wasn't even maggots. <laughs> it, was, it was earthworms. Okay. Well, of course it wasn't going to be with maggots. some like weird, like half red meat, but like not even like, ah, I don't even miss it. looks like stuff you get from like the grocery store deli <laughs> section. Totally. Like it was, uh, probably was some gizzards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was poke actually. It was just oh. a, a bucket of poke. Uh, and then he says, sister Abigail is buried underneath the floorboards and that she's the son of the daughter of the devil. And that her spirit lives inside the compound you know and by I, setting it on fire, she will go to hell. The thing that I could, that I kept thinking during this, during this segment was that like, was this in a movie or was this just something that like every kid did? But it's like, if you're it, like your little, your kid brother has an imaginary friend and you, and it, the funny thing is the older brother to do is like put the imaginary friend in a headlock and like give it a, a nudgy and like, just say you're like throwing the imaginary friend out the window or something. And it's like, it, you're, he's like messing with a figment of Bray's imagination. Well, is that what sister Abigail's supposed to be? Or is, cause he implies that she died years ago. Yeah, that's what's not clear she's to me. Underneath the floorboards of the compound. Now, I'm not 100% clear on the mythology of the Wyatt family, and maybe you kids out there, not that you're all kids, but you listeners can explain it better than I can, but it seems like it was his sister and she perished in some way, uh, in a, in like a Katie Vick so to speak. Right. And <laughs> if there's a Wyatt family, like fanfic page right. or some, if there's a there's Wyatt gotta wiki, be, but I need to see, I it. don't remember who it was, but shout out to the person who said that on Twitter that they're hoping that, uh, Katie Vick, uh, someone that sister Abigail shows up Katie Vick style and triple H pretends to have sex with her that, yeah. next week. On Smackdown. <laughs> but I don't, yeah, I'm unclear what this is supposed to mean. Does that mean Bray Wyatt no longer has his powers? What are his Does powers that even to matter? With? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I've never quite understood. What so he's gonna try to do the crab walk and like his arms won't support himself anymore or something? Like it's, finally be too fat for he can't, make, he can't make the lights go on and off in the arena anymore. Uh, I don't know what's happening there. This is it reminds me of when um the Undertaker lost the urn. He yeah. didn't, didn't have his powers anymore. Here's yeah, taking taking like the like the spooky powers away from Bray Wyatt is not a negative thing. No, it's actually doing, a, a net positive. Yeah, idea. but doing, but but having, but if that's what they're doing, having the storyline be the the most fantastical possible storyline is just a terrible idea. He, you can just have him stop doing the stuff, you know. Yeah, that wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> the Undertaker <laughs> stopped doing his supernatural stuff for two or three years and just rode a motorcycle yeah, right? to the ring, American and it was badass. it was fine, I guess. Can we just talk real, real quick about technicalities here? First of all, why did it take so long to douse that place in gasoline? I mean, it was like Randy Orton. It was like somebody was in the background just going like, keep, just keep going, keep going. Yeah. We, we need fill time, fill time. It took so long. It did. It was a very long segment. It and felt like a very long what segment. What was more compelling to me was Bray Wyatt's total meltdown in the ring. 
like there was a moment where I thought, God, he really believes that Ab- Sister Abigail is a real thing, but we were only getting flashes of it because they were too busy focused on Randy Orton, like spilling out 19 gallons of gasoline. Then the floorboard thing, like, why not just have like a skeleton in there, like some sort of form that actually looks like a body, like a bag, like uh, some burlap? That would have been too, in, too intense body? for WWE. Do you think so? Yeah, dead they body. They literally had earthworms and like, okay. <laughs> they cut a lot of the actual references to dead bodies and stuff out of the YouTube version of it. Really? Because I watched the YouTube version before I watched the show because I, I got home late last night um, from the airport. And so I was like, I'm just going to watch the YouTube version and then watch the whole show in the morning. And it was, there was a lot of stuff that was missing and more like macabre references that Orton made were, were, were excised um, once I watched the, the real version. But you make a good point, Steve, in that we keep cutting away from the thing that's the most interesting, which is Bray Wyatt losing his mind. Losing his mind. And that's the big question that I think I want answered is who am I supposed to be rooting for? I know we always talk about shades of gray and wrestling and how it'd be great if there was complex characters, but now I'm just confused. (laughs) Am I supposed to feel sad for Bray or happy that Randy Orton killed his friend? I feel like there's some portion of this where, uh, Oh, spoiler alert. We all talk on text uh, about wrestling all the time. Uh, (laughs) but you know, I feel like there's a, a, like I felt like we had a real Luke Harper face turn last night. This is yeah. So this is what we need to bring it back around to my original question is what the hell is going to happen at WrestleMania? This is vindication for Luke Harper, right? In some way, I think it's like going to have to come down that like Shane getting involved ultimately cost him the match somehow, or like he deserves a second shot or Randy Orton's going to want to be a part of this. And so now like you're going to, but then if you have those three fighting, it makes no sense to put AJ Styles in the match. At not, all. Not, none at all. Other than you want your best wrestler in the most high profile. Do we not have somebody better for AJ Styles to wrestle? There was a really, there was a really compelling fake call sheet basically for WrestleMania that was circulating last week. I sent, you know, we, we had talked about it off the air a little bit and I mean, it was a wonderful troll job because it was just all of the matches that are hundred percent set in stone were there. And then just kind of fantasy booking the rest. Like it was AJ versus the undertaker and you know, whatever. But even that makes no sense. No, but there are other things you can do with AJ styles, I guess. Right. I mean, if it's not, even if it's not chain, you know, it could be Taker. It could, I don't know. What we else. also, by the way, still have a lot of time before WrestleMania. We do. So and there, this, are, there uh, are things that could happen. And a lot. I think the thing was that so much happened last night on SmackDown. They're yeah. just that that it's kind of hard. I mean, it's it seems like a sort of a lot more happened in one night than has happened in the past few weeks. You know, Randy Orton, I think the thing that was discomfitting for me more than anything else was that Randy Orton has had many logical opportunities to turn on to turn on Bray. Yeah. Um, including when he won the number one contendership, like I, you know, more power to WWE for not taking not taking the most obvious path. But I'm still confused as to why it happened. It was sloppy. That you, I have a theory, and it's just that Bray Wyatt trusted him so much that he's like, you can hang out at the compound without me. <laughs> you know what? Have a nut, man. Yeah. The fridge is full of beer. Um, you know, the, the fridge Netflix, isn't plug, the fridge hasn't been plugged in in 25 years, but it's, but it's full got of beer, beer in yeah. it <laughs> and just like body parts and eyeballs. Here's the Netflix password, you know, have fun. Uh, call me if you need anything. And then he's like, all right, I got him. And then I can set the house on fire and then I'll really get him. But what is Randy Orton really after? Does well, he want the belt or does he want to hurt Bray Wyatt? 
That's the thing. If this has all been a long con, I guess that's the storyline. It's a really, really long, really. I mean, if the con, if the whole point was to get to the compound to set it on fire, to that's the worst. I mean, I guess that's the worst thing you can do to Bray Wyatt. But that's just weird. I don't know why Randy Orton would care so much about that it, in kayfabe. I, I don't either. This he, goes back to if you will go back to our original conversations about this on the podcast. I had no idea why this was happening in the first place. It made no sense. Why to they me. were teaming up? Yes, it yeah. made no logical sense to me. It, there was like a thousand people that I would have believed joining the Wyatt family before Randy Orton, and maybe that's why. Maybe that's the choice. Maybe they were just like, we want Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt to fight. Uh, that's what that's our ending point. Let's figure out a way to get to sure. That. But it has never made any sense. It's never been compelling in any way. There's never been a moment where I was like, "Ooh, Randy Orton's in the Wyatt family, and look, he's cooking Luke Harper out." It was so boring and yeah. made no sense. I was very into them winning the tag titles. I thought because I thought that was going to be like just an institution, at least a brief one, you know, or they were just sort of, they could run roughshod as the heels of the, of SmackDown from that point of view. But I agree with you. It's been all very, the the arc has been very sort of, you know, stop and start or not even that it's been slow and confusing. Supernatural stuff doesn't ever really work for me. I I liked it. I liked the whole angle. Yeah. Because I, one, it spotlights what's interesting about Bray Wyatt. Two, it's mysterious. uh, Even if it's not always, executed effectively or like not effectively but like perfectly it has done its job in getting us to question the the path to wrestlemania it's gotten us to do the things smart fans do which is to to talk and to Mm -hmm. consider and to ponder in a fantasy book and that's what a good wrestling angle should do it surprised us in a lot of ways uh, but it's also been a traditional story in a lot of ways and i think we have to judge it based on how it ends. And if it ends with Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper back together as a babyface unit, and maybe with Eric Rowan in there going against evil Randy Orton, I would be into that. Um, I would be into <laughs> something where Randy Orton creates his own weird family to fight is Bray. But it, it, we got to see where this ends well, up. Well, he, first. Ha- you know, he. I mean, he comes from a wrestling family. That could, that could, he could maybe <laughs> or put Legacy back together yeah, or whatever. Like there's, um, I agree with you on that. It's just, here's my only complaint, is that doing something for the sake of just doing it because yeah. it causes people to question it, I think sometimes leads you down a road of ultimate disappointment and too many disappointments in a row make Stevie turn off the TV. <laughs> okay, we got it. We, we have to move on. I know that's my new catchphrase is we got to get out of here apparently. People yeah. keep talking about it. When people listen to the show, what they don't realize is that it's edited down to whatever link that's at. We usually, we usually we cut 15 minutes every week because we like to keep things uh, moving quickly on the Masked Man show. Um, so we're going to, we need to talk about Fastlane because it's this Sunday. Before we get to that Fastlane talk, uh, let's take a quick break to thank Simply Safe. Ever find that when you're out of the house, maybe relaxing with family and friends, you get that nagging feeling that I close the window, that I lock the door. Uh, you just don't know, and it can drive you nuts. But you don't have to worry about that when you've got Simply Safe Home Security. It's a nice extra layer of protection to know Simply Safe is there because thanks to its arsenal of sensors intended to protect your entire home and keep your family safe, Simply Safe offers an extra layer of protection that'll put your mind at ease. Just recently, Simply Safe even released a brand new high definition security camera that connects your security system to your smartphone. That way you can see everything that's going on at your home no matter where you are. No more wondering. 
Best of all, Simply Safe got rid of everything that makes makes most home security systems a pain. No long-term contracts, no hidden fees. Simply Safe won't gouge you. And it's just 15 bucks a month, and that's like three times less than what other companies charge. Visit simplysafe.com slash ringer to get 10% off your system today. That's simply safe. S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash ringer. All right, back to pro wrestling. Fast lanes this weekend. <sighs> the the worst of the named pay per views in my. Well, we're opinion. on. It's the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> I get it. Uh, before we There's continue, a before yeah. we continue, I got a text from our producer Jim saying Bray Wyatt should have had Simply Safe. <laughs> I couldn't let I couldn't let Come it go. On, man. You yes. Gotta, yeah. It's, a, it's nest true. Cam- a nest camera at at, at best. <laughs> Something. I need to know somebody's in the house. Yeah. Do you I think he has? Do you think that. he has Wi-Fi though? <laughs> I you. He's got Netflix. I just said earlier. Guys are uploading videos to YouTube. You know, yeah, all gotta, the time. Whatever. Why? Yeah, Wi-Fi uh, everywhere. All now. right, fast lane. Sorry. Um. All right. I'm gonna run down. We're gonna r- just run through the matches, and you stop me if you have anything specifically you want to say. Um. Well, there's a there's a cruiserweight match: the Brian Kendrick versus Noam Dar versus Rich Swan. Oh, no, sorry. It's a tag match. Kendrick and, and Dar versus Rich Swan and uh, Tazawa. Uh, Tazawa's getting a hell of a little push for this division. Why does it have to be a little push? Because he's a cruiserweight, well, David? <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I'm being really offensive. You guys, did we talk about the cruiserweights last week? How About the setup? I was complaining about the pacing of the show. One of the main culprits of this now is that every time they have a cruiserweight match, they just have to build in 15 minutes or 20 minutes before and after so they have time to wrap, to literally wrap all of the ring ropes in purple tape. I have seen this in person. Yeah. It happened in New Orleans when I first got there. It was incredible to see. Yeah, it's really impressive that they could do it that quick. Yeah, like 20 people stripped that ring down and like... Pull tape off the ropes. They're yeah. not changing ropes. They're pulling purple tape. And off it's of not the ropes. like you would think they would have some sort of like you know like like sateen sleeves or something that go like in a boxing ring. You know something. So, just something to make it like quick and easy. But no, it's like literally like sport tape or like electrical yep. tape going yep. around and around and around and around. It's just a very weird. I don't know that there's a. I don't know that the they. It's there's enough return on the investment to make it, just to make the cruiserweight matches look special. Well, and then my confusion is then why don't you just put them back to back or you know have just one. Yeah. Like, to do one at the beginning of the show and then one at the end. <laughs> I yeah, open the show with it. The, okay, so anyway, um, the, does the, this tag match, I mean, is there any way that we don't end up at WrestleMania with like all, with like a, you know, 10-person, 10-man cruiserweight battle royal for the title? I mean, it's going to be a battle royal or, or a ladder match or something where they can do a lot of bumping. Oh. Uh, and it's going to probably be, you know, fairly close to the beginning of the show. There's no way that's not happening. Yeah. There's not a compelling enough issue for a singles match. Well, you're also going to want to get that brand a little more profile too. So there'll be a lot more eyes on WrestleMania. So you're going to want to yeah. see as and many of those guys perform as possible. And later in the show, we have Neville versus Jack or presumably later in the show, Neville versus Jack Gallagher. So it's crazy that my man, Jack is this has like put himself in this spot. I mean, I, it's maybe it's just sort of a treading water position. It's, uh, you know, I'm sort of surprised that, you know, Cedric Alexander is not getting this look or whatever. He's he healthy. Yeah, it's. I think oh yeah, he wrestled on Monday when I was. Pretty there. sure Vince McMahon just thinks that Jack Gallagher's funny. Yeah, he's like, oh, like a little, like he's got an umbrella and he drinks tea. Yeah, he's like, oh, so cool. Is he's it, got an umbrella. I pal. think we. I mean, I, th- I think it's safe to say that Neville's going to win. At least I'll let you guys make your own predictions. Neville's going to win that match, but we're going to somehow get a schmozzy finish that will 
I just can't imagine Gallagher walking into WrestleMania as the tight as the champ. Yeah, no way. I think they'll 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 probably be some chicanery uh, on Neville's part, and then you know that will continue, and then we'll go to WrestleMania, and every cruiserweight in the company will throw themselves off a ladder or something. Maybe. You know what I want to see? I want to see the cruiserweights versus the like heavyweights or whatever in a like twenty person Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That's what I want to see. Let's bring all the cruiserweights in and let them fight all the big guys that are going to get wasted off. So you just get like both rosters, all the guys who aren't going to compete at WrestleMania, just out there fighting each other. If they just specifically got the biggest guys on the roster who don't like the Mark Henrys of WWE just to be Titus O'Neil. Yeah, just to let the little guys jump off their shoulders and stuff. That would be great. <laughs> be I'm Master Blaster Memorial Cup. Sounds I'd be, awesome. I'd be for that. Um, all right. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe. Maybe the best buildup, as brief as it's been in, in, in WWE on this whole card. Samoa Joe rules. He's done a fantastic job since being called up. And they, we know both these guys can work a match. Samoa Joe is going to be able to throw around Sami, and Sami's going to be able to bump for him. It's going to be great. It's crazy. Um, uh, my, my boss and dear friend Bill Simmons was talking to somebody backstage at, at Raw when they were in town and said... Um, somebody, a very important person in the, in the talent department. And he was talking about AJ and he said something, the person he was talking to said something like, yeah, we knew we were getting him at the right time, you know, in his career and for WWE, but we had no idea that he was going to be, you know, everything that he is. And, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing because people have been talking, people have been begging WWE to sign AJ Styles on and off for 15 years or whatever, but they really did. And, you know, I think we can all agree that it would be nice if we got, Whenever he retires, it would be nice to have had five more years of AJ and WWE, but they did get him at exactly the right time. And I'm saying this just in reference to Samoa Joe's another guy who could have been in WWE long before. But man, like he is on another level. Like the moment I know he, he was great in NXT. But I mean, he was he they had him cut like three promos on Monday night, basically like he was he couldn't cut those promos a year ago. Not at all. And AJ Styles used to be a really mediocre promo. And he more than held his own against John Cena last year. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean, all, I mean, all that's to say, I mean, someone with Joe was just impressed the hell out of me and I was predisposed to like him anyway and to like him even if he was bad, you know, but he has been really, really good. Um, so anyway, who's going to win uh, Samoa Joe or Sami Zayn? I mean, it's got to be Samoa Joe just because poor Sami Zayn just loses everything. He does. And it, unfortunately, he's one of those guys. He's like a Dolph Ziggler to me. Like he, he just can't win because if he wins, he loses that thing that we all love about him, which right. is that sort of like, I'm going to get up that mountain. It's but, the, the Sisyphus of it all. But Dolph Ziggler isn't lovable in the way that Sami Zayn is. I don't know if it's because of his look or because of the sort of cockiness of his gimmick, uh, but he will never be the underdog. I think they wanted him to be when they first did the brand split and they put him up against Dean Ambrose. Uh, he's not on Sami Zayn's level in terms of eliciting sympathy from an audience. And that's why Sam, uh, you're right. Samoa Joe has to win on Sunday because Sammy's every time Sami Zayn loses, it is another notch on his, uh, his bedpost of losses that will eventually get him to be a Daniel Bryan-esque intercontinental champion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Intercontinental champion. Yeah, I think that's true. And I, I mean, I don't think have people do people complain about Sami Zayn. Maybe I've just been not neglecting the internet, but I don't think people aren't complaining when he loses so much. No, not it's really. not like Daniel Bryan because I mean, it's not okay. It's not like Bray Wyatt where he kept losing big matches at pay per views, and it was, it was you know, it seemed like 
his win streak or I mean, sorry, his win loss record did not match up with the character they were portraying. Like right. that's that's a that's an argument that makes some sense, right? Yeah. Daniel Bryan, I think it was just abject fear on the parts of you know fanboys like us that WWE was going to fuck it up, right? Mm-hmm. I think with Sami Zayn, it's clear that like you know they have a future for he has a future in the company. They have a long term plan, even if it's even if it's not being executed on a week to week basis, and they're just feeding him to the wolves. That could be in service of a storyline down the road. Right? I don't know if they have a long term plan for him. I think that they're treading water until the right thing comes along because so far there's not been a thing for him. I totally agree. So I, I don't know that there is still a thing for him, but I think him wrestling Samoa Joe has the potential to be like the match of the night that night with yeah. some big matches. Uh, and it, it, I think it only. I think it finishes with Joe and I think it only pushes both of them ahead. I think they both come out of it with heat and I think it's like exactly what both of them need yeah. heading into WrestleMania. Um, Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. I mean, I don't mean to be dismissive to put that that together with Bailey versus Charlotte, but the four of them had a match on Monday night, um, which was pretty good. I, I know that we can't keep having Sasha versus Charlotte as, you know, the, the, the main event of the women's division, but it really felt on Monday night like they just had. I mean, it feels like they just have these matches backwards. Like I, I, I don't care that much about Bailey's champion. Uh, I think Am I crazy? Th- no, Talk me no, out of this. This no. is, and I don't, I don't mean to sound overly snarky or, or, or mean about this, but I think this is exposing Bailey. Bailey's not ready for this, and of course, you know, grain of salt here because I'm a Sasha Banks mark, and that's everybody knows that. But I think every even people who aren't like enamored with her the way that I am can recognize that in a big match she delivers, and in a big match Bailey just kind of is there. She's a, she's an entrance. Yeah, I mean, and she's maybe not this a is, worker yet. Yeah, I mean, her winning the title of all of the complaints about you know the the women's title being passed around, this is you know the one I'm gonna agree with. I don't really care that much in general about title placement, and I and I you know. Um, I get that it's like an easy storytelling device, and that's probably why they do it. To one, legitimize Bailey uh, for the pay-per-view or for her eventual, you know, the, at WrestleMania or whatever they do with her. And also because it makes the kind of rematch, you know, it institutionalizes your rematch. We, we've seen this all over WWE now, though, where they're, it's not, I mean, wrestling history proves that you don't have to win a title to, like, demand, to, to, to reset the match for next the next month. But um, anyway... Uh, hopefully, th- hopefully this is just a process of Bailey, you know, getting her legs and and sh- that it'll all be fine by WrestleMania or soon thereafter. You know, I I, I think that fast lanes. It's just weird that th- I think th- I think this being a pay per view, like the, fr- the the last pay per view before Mania, doesn't serve this this storyline very well. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels telegraphed to me that Charlotte's going to win. That Charlotte is, sure. is that they're building up her pay per view streak. Yeah, and that WrestleMania is going to be you know, fatal four away between all four of these women. And the question is going to be, can Charlotte continue her undefeated pay-per-view streak on the grandest stage of them all against three other competitors? So I think that's another reason why we're not as stoked on this as we could be. Not just because Bailey's promos are kind of bad, not just because the matches haven't been amazing, but also because we've seen the story already with someone else. And now we're seeing this exact same story with another wrestler. It's funny because Bailey's. I think what I think what they get wrong about Bailey is that she connects. Obviously, she connects with a younger audience or whatever, and they try to they try to humanize her because of that. You know, she's just like a 
someone who's just like trying to reach the top and this has been her lifelong dream and that's great. But really she should almost be like, she should just be like the, like the happy version of the ultimate warrior. Cause it's just all about the entrance and she's good in the ring. I mean, she can, she can work, but it's more of just about like the presentation and like the bright colors that it is, than it is about like really getting to know her, at least at this point, the matches. I mean, she's not, a, I hate, I, I feel like I said too much about her not being a worker. It's not that she's not, her work is bad. It's that it doesn't have the shading and the nuances that we saw in those other matches, in those Sasha Charlotte matches. It didn't have the storytelling yeah. that you want from a title match. Okay, Jim's yelling in my ear officially right now. Um, Wrap it up. So Sasha versus Nia Jax, who's going to win? Nia Jax. I agree. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Sasha. Um, and then for the Raw Women's Championship, Bailey versus Charlotte. Charlotte wins Charlotte? for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't think there's any. I think that's the that's the uh, the Masked Man show lock of the night. Um, uh, who? What else do we got? Uh, Gallows and Anderson versus Enzo and Cass for the titles. Oh, Gallows and Anderson have to win because why not just have Enzo and Cass win the belts at WrestleMania? Yeah, that feels Let about right. Chase. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Handsome Rusev? But got his hair cut, by the way, yeah, and is not that. not a represent. He these this is the the this pre-show is, baby, huh? Pre-show. What are they doing on the pre-show? I have no idea, but why not get Handsome Rusev's handsome face on there? Yeah, no, I think that's that's <laughs> probably looking right. good. Um, but we're, yeah, we could. Be, I mean, there's a there's a multi multi way Raw tag team potential for WrestleMania too. I mean, there's a lot of different options for that. Yeah. Uh, the New Day are officially the hosts of WrestleMania, yeah. if I remember. If yeah. but if I have that correctly, but the I guess that doesn't necessarily preclude them from wrestling. Hopefully not. Yeah. Um, okay. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. <laughs> Who do you got? Schilling? This is a, this is tough because you want Reigns to be strong going into WrestleMania, presumably because he's going to be wrestling the undertaker. So you want him to look like he's a world beater, but at the same time, Braun Strowman you also want to look like a world beater because his whole gimmick is that he's a monster. That, yeah, this feels like a weird moment to end. I mean, to 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 put a knock in the Braun Strowman machine. My my beautiful dream is that this is basically SummerSlam a couple of years ago when Lesnar squashed John Cena. And you want uh, to see Strowman squash Reigns? Yeah, not because I'm like the biggest anti-Roman Reigns guy, but because it would be a great way to get Strowman to the next level would be a great way to humanize Roman Reigns and get him into a situation where maybe he might get one or two people cheering for him against the undertaker. Maybe. Cause it's, that's going to be, that's a, that's a quite a boulder to push up that mountain is getting people to cheer Roman Reigns against the phenom. I, the yeah. I don't know how that's going to happen. I mean, maybe Roman, maybe Roman, this will be finally Roman, the chance for Roman to turn heel. If he goes up against the undertaker, I, but they just need to have Braun Strowman beat the crap out of Roman Reigns to the point where like Vince McMahon makes a shocking return to come stop the fight <laughs> because he Whoa. cares so much about Roman Reigns' well-being. That's huge. I feel I like we idea. could. See, I feel like we could see a like a pretty dirty finish on this. Like I see the two guys like beating the hell out of each other. Like you sort of got a taste of it last night, right? Like I can take your best shot and still get up. Yeah. So like Roman Reigns is going to finally be the guy who can give it to Braun Strowman and they're going to just trade it back and forth yeah. until no, like both guys can't finish the fight kind of double thing. count out, double count yeah, out like they something. did with Seamus and Cesaro, but you'll sure. get like a good sure. 20 minutes of just brutal. 
I mean, look that that shot last night of or on Monday of like going through the barricade. It's great. A poor security guard. This quote security guard. Like it all looked good. It, it was a good, really good finish. Reigns getting up and signing the contract. Like you felt the crowd sort of like going a little bit. You know, they're getting they're they're popping for Roman a little more these days. So maybe they're finally onto something. I don't know. I I like Braun Strowman. We'll see. Or, or do we do we all think non-finish then? Is that yeah, the, is that the way? It's, it's, yeah, I think, I think it's so. a non-finish. Yeah, that sounds about right to me too. Okay, and then the main event: Kevin Owens versus Goldberg for the Universal Championship. Um, I I I love Kevin Owens. I think we can probably all agree that we love Kevin Owens. So we're a little bit biased about just the general direction of this match. But that I was, you know, I was I surprised myself with how. I, how much how into Goldberg I was when he made when as soon as he popped up on TV, you know, um, that was sort of was I could tell that that feeling that elation was gone on Monday night for me personally. Yeah. When he came out, I mean, it, it's still really interesting and I can't wait to see this match. But um, yeah, I really want Kevin Owens to win. Like I just really, you know, like it, now I feel like I have a personal investment in it. There's no way he wins. There's no way Goldberg doesn't take that title. I think you're I probably right. I think you're, but I and, I, I, and honestly, I think it might just be a complete squash. I think we might get it again. I think we might get the the third because we've had the two Goldbergs, and now we'll get a Kevin Owens leading in because that's Goldberg's whole thing is he's the undefeated, he's the unstoppable, he's the monster, he's the machine, he's this thing that like cannot be beaten, and Kevin Owens for as great as he has been, feels like an immature champion in a lot of ways that like an old dog could come in and teach him a lesson in two seconds and maybe like humble him a bit, knock him down a little bit because there's no way the Jericho Owens match is not going to be a title match. There's no way. It's just not going to happen. Here's my problem with that. They got to get that belt back on Lesnar. Here's, here's my issue there. You squash uh, Kevin Owens with Goldberg. All the heat that he built up at the Festival of Friendship, the turn, that's gone. He's nobody again. Or is he in a or is he in a new faction with Triple H, Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens? Like are they now like the new evolution? Well, yeah, I think that there I mean, I think that that's I think that there's a real they're clearly like paving the way for like Triple H, Triple H to eventually have like a faction with the people that he signed at NXT, right? right. I mean, that's gonna that that would be a great storyline. Whether or not that has to do with what we talked about at the top of the show, I mean, it seems like it's separate thing. Um, but all of those guys are, you know, they all kind of come from the same world. Um, I don't know. I mean, talk about heel heat. Will there be anything? Is there going to be a better heel in the business than Triple H pretending he's the king of indie wrestling? I mean, that would just be <laughs> the greatest, <laughs> the greatest heel act I could have possibly imagined. Um, but yeah, I, I, it would be. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that I think is there that, any world where Owens keeps the belt? Yeah. You think? Well, that fake booking sheet that I that I, you know, so that we saw earlier this week or last week had him winning. It's, that was part of the great troll job that you know, Owens versus Jericho for the universal title. You can make the case. I think that what you said is actually right. I think it's easy to make the case that Lesnar Goldberg doesn't need the title. But but Owens Jericho is not just doesn't feel quite title worthy because I don't think anybody's get really buys Jericho as champion. I mean, the only thing I could see is that I, I, I personally think Chris Jericho's had the best year of his entire career, and sure. I, I could see a payoff of him like winning the belt at Mania because his days are not long. 
I mean, I don't think he's got yeah, years and, left. And something's keeping him well past his expiration date based on the tour dates he has for Fozzie. Right. So maybe he has been sort of nudge, nudge, wink, wink, promised a title run. Yeah. Possible. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it may, it may, maybe if he talks about it in terms of his last run, then it becomes really believable or something like that. I just feel like they probably want to get the belt back on Lesnar somehow. Really? Do you want to yeah. put, is he the guy that you want? How long has it been without him on it? A year? Year and, and a half, and like that, yeah. people get hungry for that dude to have a belt because then he's just this guy that can't be beat again. I mean, we go through the same thing all the time, and, and we're what, all suckers for it. Yeah, and at what point is he going to finally do the job for Roman Reigns that he was supposed to do at WrestleMania 31? Right. You know, that's got to still be the plan at some point, one day down the line. Yeah. Um, <sighs> this is a tough one for me, but I'm going to say that Owens retains the title. Ooh. He's not going to get a pin. I like it. There's going to be a DQ or a count out and Triple H is going to be involved or Lesnar's going to be Lesner involved. Does Lesnar get involved, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, going to be... If we yeah. get to the point where Rain Strowman has a clean finish, then we go into the main event and I guarantee you there's going to be yeah. some chicanery. I like that. I like that. <laughs> That's two chicaneries in one podcast. Oh, it's my new catchphrase. <laughs> I'm going to start selling shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes. <laughs> that is not true. Yes, that it is, is not true. true. Yeah, that is, that is, that is, I'm working, you guys. Can, we get, can we get a shirt on? Let's get a shirt. Yeah, we should do a shirt. We should do a shirt. Let's Let's do a shirt. Do a shirt. We have our own feed. That's right. Uh, the Mass Man Show finally has its own, has its Are own podcast. Are we announcing that right now? I think I think we, this is going to be on its own feed when it's out. Yeah, Ooh, so oh my then maybe we'll do a pre-roll. I don't, yeah, hopefully people will be able to figure that out. Um, listen, I have a very firm opinion. I have a very firm prediction about who's going to win the main event at Fastlane, but unfortunately, we're out of time. If you want, <laughs> tune in tune in next week to find out what I what my prediction was. The greatest uh, prediction in the history of professional wrestling. It's going to be amazing, guys. You you won't you you won't <laughs> believe it when you hear it. So tune in next week. Um, thank you guys for both coming on. Do you got, you need to plug anything? Uh, Dave at Dave underscore shilling. I have a piece, uh, about Jimmy Butler coming up, nice. coming out on Bleacher Report on Thursday. So check awesome. that out. Uh, I am doing sh- uh, three shows at the hotel cafe. So if you live in the Los Angeles area, come out and hear me play some tunes. That would be uh, March 14th, 21st and 28th at the hotel cafe. And you can follow me at Steve Kazee on Twitter. Awesome. And I'm at David Shoemaker. Whenever I check Twitter, I, that's where I pop up. And uh, yeah, go to the ringer.com. We'll have some cool stuff coming up soon. Um, thank you guys for coming on. Thank all you people for listening. Apologies to Dean Ambrose. And uh, we'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Some people still don't get podcasts, what's out there and how to listen. You can help change that with a click. Right now, think of someone you care about. What podcast would they really love? Got it? Now do it. Hit the share button on the bottom left of your screen. If they don't know how to listen, offer to show them how. Tell us what you shared with the hashtag tripod, T-R-Y-P-O-D. Thanks for spreading the word.